Hello everyone and welcome to Always Choose Orange. Last week we talked a bit about New Year's resolutions and taking steps towards who you want to be in the new year. And I want to look at that from another angle that I've been looking at it from uh, these this past week or two. Um, it's This particular episode is inspired by two things. So number one, Jackie and I had our fourth baby on December 19th and we've just seen an outpouring of love from a bunch of people around us. We had, you know, gosh, I think like eight or nine people bring us meals or get us gift cards and it was just an overwhelming uh, experience of just feeling, you know, loved and appreciated by people. Um, And it's crazy because, yeah, this is our fourth kid and this is the first time we've experienced that. I think with each of the other kids, you know, maybe we got a a few people doing that, but this year, wow, it was just, it was just so much and we feel really grateful for that. But in the midst of that, right, that brings up um, a lot of things like feeling that much love. It's like, you know, (laughs) it brings up the issue of worthiness. It brings up Um, you know, this feeling of how do I repay these people? Do I need to repay these people? Like, how do I thank everybody enough? So that's been really sitting heavy on my heart. And also part two of the inspirations of this episode was um, my parents talking about a sermon they heard right before uh, New Year's Eve. And the pastor was talking about the top 10 most common New Year's resolutions and how a lot of them are things like, you know, lose X number of pounds or I'll start exercising or, you know, whatever it is. And a lot of the goals are uh, things sort of focused on ourselves. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, And I don't think, I didn't hear the sermon, but I don't think that's what the pastor was getting at either. But um, it did raise, for myself, it made me ask, how do I look at my goals and aspirations in a way that um, will affect other people positively. And so that's what this episode is going to be about. It's uh, New Year, New You, Part 2, 10 Years Later. So to start off, when I was a kid, I remember being in the car with my brother. Gosh, I was probably like eight or nine Um, And he was two years younger. And every once in a while, after school, um, right right before dinner time, we'd be in the you know in the back seat of uh, my mom's Ford Windstar, and we would be driving around to you know a house that we'd never been to before. My mom would park the van, get out, and bring food to someone's house. And my brother and I. Didn't really think anything of it, um, but my mom was bringing dinner to people, and sometimes she was doing that as um, a, a deacon at the church we went to, and sometimes she was just doing it out of, you know, wanting to help. Um, my mom has, you know, a really powerful. Well, both my parents, in, in, in different ways, have um, very giving and servant hearts that have inspired me over the years. But I just remember being a kid you know, in the back of the van, not really understanding what we were doing and, you know, playing make-believe with my brother, talking about Pokemon or comic books or video games or whatever it is we were talking about. Um, just kind of in the back of the car waiting for, you know, my mom to come back down from talking to people on the front porch. So that was something we grew up uh, 
seeing every now and again. And when I was in college, um, I think I was 20 years old, 21. Um, my dad won a trip uh, for his work to go to Switzerland. And my mom had just got surgery on her neck and back, and so she couldn't go. So they graciously allowed me to go. And there was a bunch of people from my dad's work there because it was sort of like an award trip for uh, people within the company. And we were at uh, one of the galas, one of the big dinners. And, you know, I was meeting a, a bunch of people that my dad knows. You know, I'm, I'm in my suit. My dad's in his suit. We're just kind of hanging out. There's a bunch of, you know, fancy dressed people and all that stuff and high up people at the company. And um, two, uh, two people came up to us. Um, I think my dad actually might have just walked over to grab more fruit or something and uh, they introduced themselves. The, the man said, hey, you know, my name is Jeff, worked with your dad for, um, you know, a while, uh, like 10, 10 years ago or so. And he introduced his wife, Lynn, and they were talking, um, asking how I was doing all that stuff because I think I had met them as a kid. But uh, yeah, so we're, we're talking and then they ask, you know, how's your mom doing? And I, I told them a little bit about what she was going through and just recovering from her procedure. And they're like, oh my gosh, we love your mom so much. And Jeff was like, I'll never forget one time we had pneumonia and, you know, we were just down and both of us were sick. And she brought us over dinner and he's like, I still remember, you know, that white chili that she brought us over. It was delicious. And man, that was just so nice of her. Like we couldn't believe she did that. And, uh, something kind of hit me in that moment. Like I had that flashback to being in the back of the Ford Windstar with my brother, you know, in the fall or the winter and dark outside and just kind of sitting there being like, you know, why can't we just go home? And 10 years later, they still remembered that. And I've been just thinking about that these last couple of weeks um, as I think about the new year and thinking about all the things that I aspire to and I'm working towards and I'm currently doing, you know, that, that are important and goals that focus on ourself. Like I mentioned at the beginning, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think we got to find a balance of things that, um, affect us and affect others. And I think what's, what's really cool is that there's a distinction that I don't hear made enough. Now I've heard, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about this, but I think I wish it was even more widespread, which is you can't really do anything that legitimately betters yourself that doesn't also benefit other people, right? If I go out and I exercise and it helps, you know, positive endorphins flood my body, you know, my muscles, I start feeling stronger, that leaks into my interactions with other people, with my kids, with my wife, with my friends, with my coworkers. Um, the healthier that we are, the healthier we treat people, right? So same with creative goals. If we get to creatively express ourselves, you know, that, that, that leaks out. So, um, and then likewise, if we're only, only doing external things for other people and ignoring ourselves and running ourselves into the ground, that doesn't really work either. So the, the big question is how do we, how do we find the sweet spot? How do we look at the things we want to achieve for ourselves, And then also look at things we want to um, impact our communities, our friends, our family, our, you know, network of peers 
and the world in general. So I'll tell um, another story here. Uh, when I was in college, my brother and I, uh, our toilet seat was messed up. And so we went to the store and we bought a new toilet seat and we just had the box with the toilet seat sitting in our living room propped up against the wall. And we had a whiteboard with our to-do list on it. And one of the things was replace the toilet seat. Now, my brother and I didn't, we grew up doing a lot of chores and all that stuff, but it was vacuuming, cleaning the bathrooms, delenting the couch, nothing that involved screwdrivers or um, home maintenance. So even though replacing a toilet seat is extremely easy, I did not know that at the time and didn't feel that way. So we were procrastinating it heavily. Like he didn't want to put it on, I didn't want to put it on, neither of us really knew what we were doing. We didn't think to just YouTube it and, and do it. So it was just sitting there in our living room. And um, I had a friend in college named Andrew Spencer, who was just an awesome, adventurous dude who I had a lot of fun hanging out with. And he comes over um, to hang out one day and he walks into our apartment, says, what's up? We greet him. He sits down and he looks over and he's like, hey, why do you guys have a toilet seat sitting in your living room? And we're like, oh yeah, like we got to replace our toilet seat. Uh, we need a new one, but we just haven't got around to it yet. You know, like, I don't know how to do it. And yeah, we'll get around to it though. And he's like, oh dude, I'll do it. I'll do it right now. He, he walks over, he, op he picks it up, he opens the cardboard box, takes out the toilet seat. He's like, hey, where's your screwdriver? I go into the closet, grab a screwdriver. He goes into the bathroom, replaces the toilet seat in like a minute or two because it's that easy. And um, yeah, he just replaces the toilet seat. And uh, I just remember being like, you can do that? Like, what? There are people in this world that exist that like see the need and meet it immediately? What? I want to be like that. And coincidentally enough, that was 10 years ago. That was, well, a little over 10 years ago. That was 2013 or late 2012. And I still remember that. I still think about that to this day. And that's that's really what I want us to dwell on here is what can we do? How, how can we be present to the need to where we do something simple like that and people remember it 10 years later? And not so that we get pats on the back or, you know, whatever, right? Boost the ego, feel important or anything like that, right? That's not what this is about. But it's about those things that really make a difference for people because just being on the receiving end of all of these meals after having a baby, like, it helped me realize, like, people actually love me because that's not something for whatever reason that I feel or am present to on a daily basis. And that's something that I'm kind of being being shown these last couple of months. And it's been hard for, and maybe some of you guys can relate, but it's been hard for me to just sit down and feel that of like, you know, I'm not, you know, I guess to put it bluntly, like I'm not a piece of crap. Like I'm not, you know, just exhausted and grouchy and failing and all this stuff all the time. Like people actually love me and care about me and, um, you know, finding a way to see myself that way. And, um, that's really been happening lately and, you know, really feeling it when my family says, I love you. And it's, it's been cool. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the question. And I, I don't necessarily have any answers, but 
I just wanted to encourage everybody listening as as you review your goals for 2024, as you look at what you want to accomplish, be looking at the things that you've already made, if they're related to yourself, if they're achievements that you want to have, be looking at, um, at obviously like what it'll feel like for you to achieve those things. But also if you achieve the, those things, how will that impact other people? And I'm sure there's a lot of ways. So, you know, if you're doing something physical, if you're going to the gym, if you're losing weight, how will that affect other people? Because it will. And, um, look at that. And, and also I would encourage all of us, and I'm going to be taking this on too, as we, Add to those goals, also looking at what is a you know an other others oriented goal, some some form of service or some sort of project that we want to you know impact a group of people. What do people need? What is what is our community calling for, and how can we play a role in helping with that? Um, yeah, so that's really really the encouragement for this episode is um, what can we do that will be remembered. 10 years later and make a difference for people. And I just want to end with one last thought. So I was reading a book um, called The Circle of Seasons, and it was talking about um, different holidays um, historically in actually the church calendar and so kind of the patterns throughout the year. And one of the quotes that I've just sort of been um, ruminating on is it, it was talking about gift giving, and it says, Part of the problem with our current conception of gift giving is that too often it is merely about giving stuff, things, experiences, rather than giving ourselves. Now, things can certainly be gifts of self, but it's increasingly rare in our affluent society that an object will capture the sacrificial nature that gift giving requires in order for it to be meaningful. Yeah, sit with that for a second. I think the thing to take away from that is just um, that sacrifice can mean a lot of things. It can be half an hour of our time to make a dinner for someone. It can be hearing that someone's having trouble relaxing and recommending a, you know, an herbal tea that has relaxation properties. It could be someone talking about a struggle they have and recommending a book or a podcast or a video to them, right? Like it doesn't have to be this big sort of grand thing that causes like massive suffering in yourself and destroys yourself in the process of helping someone else. It's not like that. It's just that it takes something of ourself to give a real gift. And so those things that, um, that, that have that 10 year legacy and 10 years is obviously an arbitrary number, but, um, you know, it happened to be the pattern I saw in those two examples, but those things have that legacy because they were, real needs no matter how silly you know the toilet seat example was like that uh, that stuck with me so yeah 10 years think about that